and thanks for tuning in to the Small Business Club exclusive, um, your podcast featuring all of the small business owners. Um, the, my name is Kate Shipman, and our other host is Anthony Pryor. Um, I'm going to introduce him and let him tell his story. This is our first podcast. Um, so, Anthony, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm Anthony Pryor. Nice to meet everybody. Hope you guys enjoy what we bring. Uh, every week we're going to interview a new small business owner, some of them local, some of them a little bit around the country. Our goal is to bring value and inspiration and get people networking and connecting. So we're going to get started. So for our first two episodes, we're going to do um, kind of an intro and interview for each of us so that the you wonderful listeners can get to know your awesome hosts. And then we will proceed on through the next episodes on getting... Um, getting the other small business owners into the picture as well. So uh, for the first episode, I'm going to interview Anthony and we're going to dive in. Anthony, did you want to tell us a little bit about your background and stuff like that? Oh boy. So what do you want to know? I got uh, lots of stuff in my background. Uh, (laughs) My name is Anthony Pryor, obviously. Uh, Currently, I own Burning River Masonry and Guardian Contractors. Uh, I'm 43 years old. I live in Stowe, Ohio. It went to the University of Akron. And um, that's that's the, the thousand foot view. But no, but really, um, Burning River Masonry. Uh, I've been a mason for over 20 years now. I started when I was in college. From that, we have grown into a couple different things. And I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of that as we go. Very good. Um, so did you want to go over, um, like what made you decide to get into masonry? Like what made you decide to start into your own business and stuff instead of just working for somebody else, that kind of thing? Sure. So, uh, the reason I got into masonry is I actually had a full scholarship to the university of Akron for engineering. And so when I first started college, I was admitted directly into the School of Engineering, which at that time, I was the second person in the history of the school to be allowed direct admission as a freshman. And I got in there and I was bored out of my mind. I absolutely hated it, couldn't stand it. Um, So I started doing construction for work because I needed money and I was framing houses. So I framed houses for about two and a half years um, and then one day we had outframed the Masons who were always building the basements next door. So we had two weeks off while with the Masons built the next basement. And I walked over there and said, Hey, like I don't have work for two weeks. Do you guys need some help? And I fell in love with it. I loved how physically demanding it was at the time. Um, the guys were great to work with, you know, we just laugh and joke all day, but I really, really loved how physically challenging it was. And, uh, I kind of stuck with it ever since. So, and then, um, so as we, I progressed from there, like, uh, I was a Mason for, I worked for a guy for about 10 years before I went out on my own. And when I went on my own, it was 2008 back when, uh, I don't know if, how old you are if you're listening, but back in 2008, there was a little bit of a housing crash and the construction industry 
suffered pretty bad for about a year or two. So I was the lowest ranking Mason at the time and I was making too much money to be based to be a laborer. And so I was sitting on unemployment. And as I was sitting on unemployment, um, I had 300 bucks a week was my income from my unemployment check. And I had not, I couldn't afford to pay my insurance on my car. So I was living with a buddy, we were roommates. And one night a storm came in and a tree fell down and crushed my car. And I had no insurance, so there was nothing covered on it. And I was like, well, I'll persevere. I got my truck that's parked next to it. It'll be okay. The next night, the car caught on fire and burned my truck down to the ground. And that was where I started because then I I, had, I was out of options. Uh, instead of sitting on unemployment, I actually got out there and found a, what at that time I considered a side job. Bought a level, a new trial was my unemployment check. Borrowed my brother-in-law's S10. And uh, honestly, if he knew what I was going to do with it, he probably would have never let me take it because I definitely overworked it for the time I had it. <laughs> and then uh, that was where I started. I, I had did, did the job and got paid for it. And that guy actually owned a pretty big construction company, uh, a union company. And he said, and he actually offered me a job making, at that time it was like $45 an hour and he uh, with full benefits. And I turned him down and that was when I started that was where I started uh, started it at, and that was back in 2008. That's the second or third time I've heard this story so far, and I love it every time I hear it. It's just such a, like, literally from the ground up, and I just relate to that so well because I built my whole business from the ground up, and I mean, like, you literally, like, both of your vehicles caught on, like, caught on fire, got smashed and everything, and you still were able to, like, push through it and actually built a whole business um, starting from that point um so other than so other than the starting tragedies um what would you say are like some of the biggest challenges that you have faced along the entrepreneurial journey um it's it's definitely a a, people glamorize it and it's not glamorous there's a lot of stuff that nobody talks about um you have labor problems you have payroll problems you have you know, problems with your significant other because they think you're making all kinds of money because they don't understand. So there's a lot that goes into it. So, um, you really got to, it's, I forget the question, actually, I forget where I was going. What were your bit, what are some of your biggest challenges along your entrepreneurial journey? So a lot of the chat, so with those problems you get like that, those are the challenges because you got to find ways to overcome. You got to find ways to overcome that. Like there's lots of days where, you know, you might, you don't know where payroll is coming from on Monday, but you still got to make payroll on Friday. And there's days that you struggle to make it. And, um, so those are really the biggest challenges. It's very lonely until you can get into a community where other entrepreneurs like actually open up and talk to you about their problems and then also share solutions, which doesn't happen very often because most of your local people who own businesses won't open up about the the stresses and problems because they're afraid you're going to judge them. Yeah. Everybody Um, always wants you to think that they're doing so great and that everything's awesome. But I agree. Most of entrepreneurship, the back end is a shit show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, and people, so people don't want to talk or they don't want to offer help because they think by offering you, by you, by me telling you how much I charge, 
people, especially in the construction industry, they think that you're going to take something away from them or you're going to get a job and they're not. And that's just not the case. There's so much work out there and there's so much business out there, regardless of the industry you're in. Um, you know, we're all in this together. And that's kind of the whole point of this podcast, right? To make sure that we can help bring people together and share our stories and share what works and what doesn't work and where we struggle. Because at the end of the day, like we're all trying to do this exact same thing, which is put food on the table, put our kids through school and retire someday. Like that's really the whole entire goal. And if you're struggling, it's generally not a, it's generally a fixable problem, but you can't fix it if you don't share what the problem is. So somebody who has more experience can help you through that problem because they've been there before. I agree. And most, most entrepreneurs that have been in your shoes before, they want to help because um, they know the struggle that they went through to get to where they are. So a lot of times, and I do, I, I am excited about doing this podcast because I really feel like that is something that people don't share enough is that, you know, entrepreneurship is really hard. It's really difficult. And, um, it is a really lonely circle to be in. Um, a lot of times you think that you're entirely on your own and alone in your situation, but, um, you're not, there's always somebody out there that has already been through it. And, um, you know, even sharing your story with like your public, with your clients, like, yeah, you know, we're struggling this week or whatever, like this has been our worst week yet and stuff like that, or, you know, whatever. And your followers and friends and stuff like that, they want you to succeed as well. So it's important to be, um, transparent and so speaking of transparency, I just have to jump in real fast Yeah, of course. and the struggle of entrepreneurship, right? So we're doing this podcast and we're trying to bring people value. So this is the spirit of entrepreneurship. Me and Caitlin are currently sitting in the back of my pickup truck in the bed in a parking lot behind a coffee shop because there was nowhere inside to record this podcast at. And like there's people driving by staring at us. It's like we're having a picnic back here. It's like 90 degrees out here. (laughs) So like people don't realize that kind of stuff. They think everything is, you know, hunky-dory. You're inside of a studio and you have to, you know, like, Sometimes you just have to find a way to get it done and with people who are also in the same mindset to get things done. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that is going to really like um, pull a lot of people together through this podcast and show people near and far like you're not alone in your struggle and stuff like that. So, um, so how have you overcome some of your challenges and stuff um, that you have faced? Do you just have you followed anything specific or just kind of kept like the one foot in front of the other mentality? Um, so it's, it's one of my bigger character flaws is I always just try to power through things versus actually taking a step back and, and analyzing what's wrong. Uh, so for a long time, that's exactly what I did. I just powered through. I either worked harder, I worked longer, I worked faster. Um, and that brought me to a relative level of success and, and until it didn't. So basically following that model, I got to a certain point and I tried to go to the next level, but because I didn't have anything actually properly in place, um, that next level failed and it failed pretty bad. And so when that happened, it forced me to go back and, and look at other things from a different angle. So that's when I started actually finding other entrepreneurs that could help, uh, coaching groups, um, people to help put the processes in place that I didn't even know were a thing, let alone the fact that I was missing them. And so once I kind of started doing that stuff, things started getting a little bit better. Um, but it, what it really does, it just allows you the freedom. Once you start putting those processes in place, 
and you hold yourself and your company and your employees to those standards and that's really a, a struggle in itself because it's you know people don't necessarily want to meet those standards but when you start putting those processes in place you hold those standards it really allows you to focus on on your business instead of in your business and most entrepreneurs are so busy caught up in the day-to-day -day of their business that they can't focus on their business yeah i agree i think the processes and systems so i had a little bit of a background in that before and we'll talk about that whenever i'm doing the interview part or interviewee but um the systems like it's hard to implement them but once they're implemented and once you like follow the rule like follow the systems and processes it makes everything so much easier and i think really it also provides a level of respect from your employees because you know you're not letting joe show up late and do whatever he wants to do while the rest of them show up and like people will respect that employees will respect that and it'll help you just you know kind of remove the emotion out of the business also which is super hard for a lot of entrepreneurs because it's not like you have to like think or consider what's happening and what needs to happen next and stuff it's just you know this is our system this is our process this is what happened this is how we react to it period that's it like um so so yeah, yeah like that so like so people think that systems and processes is is difficult and it's going to take up more of their time and put more stress on them um or they think that they have them or they're being a nice person but at the end of the day it's not about nice it's about making money and you like the nicest you are the nicest person in the world when your employee takes home a fat paycheck because they worked like that's how you become the nicest boss in the world like nobody actually cares that you gave them extra time off or you know like because at the end of the day, like they got to put food on their table too. And if you can't do it, if you can't provide that, then, then you're hurting them in lots of ways. So one of the simple things that I did, um, that made a big difference was just an employee handbook. So I'm in the trades and like a lot of your small construction guys, um, you know, you're talking one, two, three employees. They definitely don't have an employee handbook. They don't have a tardiness schedule. So just by holding that standard of, okay, we start at eight o'clock if you're 15 minutes late and have the whatever actions you want to take because of that if you miss three days and 90 day period with no call no show you're fired like just those standards alone took a level of stress off of me because then i knew the guys were coming in at eight o'clock instead of ah they're going to be about 8 15 8 30 and slowly people start taking advantage of it it's not that they're doing it to hurt you it's just that there's no standard so they just it just slowly gets worse and worse and it can be and you can relate that to plenty of industries and plenty of uh plenty of companies i mean you see it all the time in the bar and restaurant industry where they let people drink who are working and it's that same thing you have customers that are paying and the paying customers you know waiting for service and you see the you know the bartender taking a shot with the with the locals like i mean there's just different things that you can do that you think you're being a nice person but in reality you're actually hurting yourself and you're hurting them because you're not holding a standard yeah i agree with that because eventually if you're if you don't stick with your standards your business will reflect that and it's going to reflect poorly on you and then you're you're going to lose business you know like if you have it set up where you're you know, your clients expect you to be there at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning to get started or whatever. And you continuously show up at, you know, like 1030, 1230, whatever. 
um, you know, that, that has a trickle effect. And if you're not getting business because you're getting bad reviews, then you also don't need employees. Um, so yeah, holding the standards, not just for your employees, but for yourself as well is super important as in entrepreneurship. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, what do you think would be, what do you think is the best thing you ever did for yourself or your business in your journey? Uh, so the best thing that I ever did, and I think lots of people will agree with this, and it's also the hardest thing that I've ever done or that I'm even currently doing is work on my mindset. Um, self-care. Like it's, it's the best and hardest thing you will ever do if you really truly go down that, that journey. Because a lot of people say they go down that journey, um, but it's very superficial. And there's a huge, huge difference. Like there's a huge difference between you know, going to the spa one day and getting a nice haircut and saying, you know, you need a mental break versus like actually looking in the mirror alone, facing your demons, listening to all the faults, like writing them down on a piece of paper, like everywhere you messed up in the last 20 years, like every mistake you've ever made and look at that and then realize how you could have done it better and take that accountability. Like it's, it's honestly, it is, it's the best thing. I mean, I, I kind of sound a little down cause it's, it's painful to relive a lot of those memories, but it's the best thing that, that ever does because what it does, it's, it frees you up. It allows you to like, to recognize things and it, it gives you, it allows you to move forward with your life versus being held down by your past. And that's the biggest thing. Cause most people are held down by their past and that prevents them from moving forward. Yeah, I agree. And I also agree that a lot of it is like superficial. Like a lot of times people just post up like, oh, um, working on myself, you know, but they're just really posting for the likes and stuff like that. But you do hit a certain point in business um, growth and personal growth, especially um, where, you know, if you don't work on your demons, like you're not, that's all the further that you're going to go. You're not going to progress anymore. Um, and it can definitely hold you back. And I'm a really firm believer that in order to have the best business, you have to be your best self as well. Like, um, you know, it kind of goes along with that. You can't pour from an empty cup kind of thing. And if you're bullshitting who you are as a person, and if you're just bullshitting the public about, you know, what's going on and everything, like that's going to trickle into your business. Like you want to try and keep business and personal separate, but the undeniable fact is that it's just not like there are a lot of aspects of it that you can but you as a person are still the main operator of your life and of your business and um you know like who you are is going to reflect on your business your employees everything like that so i definitely think that working on yourself as a person um is is the most important aspect of business ownership if you can't you know you have to be able to bring your best self to the table so that you can you know flourish in your business as well so what do you think has been like one of the most inspiring things that has ever happened during your journey um or awesome achievements i mean there's lots of I, i think honestly the most inspiring thing for me is are is my next step um i i gotta really the next level of growth is uh, going to be pretty amazing. There's, we did lots of cool things, um, completed some cool projects to help some people along the way. But the next level is, uh, so we got something in the works. I'm sure you'll hear about it soon. Um, that's going to help people in 
a way like it's going to change the way that people do that people in my industry do business and um it's gonna take a little bit of time to get off the ground we're kind of working on it right now but it's i've never been more inspired i've never been more excited uh it's gonna be pretty and like i I'm sorry, I can't say too much yet, but it's uh, like it's going to be pretty. So bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's going to be. Uh, it's it's definitely that's what that's going to be the, the the best achievement. Like, um, because it'll help. It'll not only help customers, but it's going to help other other mace other masons. You know, provide a better life because at the end of the day, like, um, I love the masonry industry, but it's a tough gig. And um, when you're constantly chasing work, it gets it, it makes it very difficult. So what we're going to do is we're going to help everybody live a better life and have a better business. And that's going to be that's that's where it's at. So I'm super, super excited about it. Sorry. I'll, I'm, we'll, we'll no, share, we'll, I love Kayla it. Knows, I Kayla can't knows wait until you is, can so, like, like, disclose it to the world. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for you. I've been excited about it since I heard the first move um, a couple months ago and talking this morning before we started recording. I'm um, more excited about it. I think it's going to be incredible for you. And like you said, um, so many other people in the industry also like it's never been done before so i can't wait to watch it unfold and um i love that that is like your achievement because it's already done you know like you're not even like well when this happens you know like it's already done like you're like that's my best achievement so far is this thing that i'm building right now and that's so awesome because you know like you, like I'm I am into like the whole like you know what you say is what is kind of thing like manifestation and everything and like you have to really believe in yourself to be able to get to where you're going like if you say that you want to reach the top of the mountain but you don't really believe that you're going to um you know you're not going to reach the top of the mountain and you're just over here like yep I'm building that and that's my best achievement so far so yeah. and I really love that well and like just like hit on that manifestation point um you know, so many people get caught up with it and they think that just manifesting things or thinking about things make it happen. And that's not the case. Like you, you have to see where you're going and manifestation is all about that. Manifestation is visualizing where you want to go in life and then you have to work to yep. get there. So I had a conversation with a guy uh, just the other day and it was, and it, and it just brought that point home. So He's well-respected in, in my local community of Stowe. Everybody knows him. Um, he's got a great little great little business, and he kind of does some marketing and speaking and things like that. And we, we were having a conversation about this, and, you know, and he literally said to me, he goes, when I was poor, he does really good for himself now. When, he goes, when I was poor, he goes, I paid an architect to draw the plans of my house, and I hung it up in my office every day. And then I built that house three years ago. And, you know, like, and it's, it's those things like that's, that's what visualization is. That's what manifestation is. It's not, you know, sitting on the couch hoping that you're, you know, going to win the lottery. It's, this is what I want out of my life. This is exactly where I want to be. And then you make a plan and you go for it. Yeah. You put it, you picture, you visualize it, you put it in and then you have to put it into motion. I agree. And I also, yeah, there are a lot of people that are like, oh, I've been, you know, I've been praying for this to happen for 10 years and I'm still broke and I'm still alone and stuff like that. But like, I agree, like manifestation is not just like, it's not the woo woo that people want to think it is. It's literally just like seeing exactly what you want to go for. And then you have to get to work. Um, yeah, because like the universe, God, whatever you believe in, they're not going to give it to you if you're not, if you're not working for it. So I super love that. 
Um, do you have any final like insight or advice or anything like that that you want to give the listeners before we wrap it up? Um, I think the, the best advice that I could give people, uh, other small business owners, is you need to hold standards. So people preach a lot about core values and core values align with it, but it's really you got to hold a standard. So you got to hold your employees to a standard, but you also have to keep that standard and you have to be even better. So like if you can keep a standard, have your procedures in place, that is going to save you a lot of headache in the long run. Um, again, just like I was saying earlier, like you think you're helping people by dropping your standards, but you're not, you're actually hurting them and you're hurting yourself even more and you're hurting your family. And, that's where that's where the stress comes from so when you go home at night and you're stressed about stuff it's because you let those standards fall and subconsciously you know it and that's what that's that's where the stress comes from you know you let this happen and it's you know it's ultimately your fault but you blame other people you blame them but the reality it's your fault it's you let the standard fall and when you let that happen it affects everything in your life and that's so i would say that's the number one thing you got to keep your standard I agree. That's really good advice. Um, Cool. So I think that that will just about wrap it up for our very first episode of the Small Business Club exclusive. Um, Just a huge shout out to Anthony for sharing his story with us and a little bit about himself. Um, Again, he is the co-host along with myself for the um, podcast. If you are looking to find us on the socials, um, I think I'm on everything as Kate Shipman or Caitlin Shipman. And I think Anthony's just as Anthony Pryor, right? Yeah. Anthony Pryor on Facebook. I believe my Instagram is the real Anthony Pryor okay. with a lot of underscores. Cause I thought it was cool and it's not that good of an idea. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to type, <laughs> but I'm more active on Facebook. So you can find me over there. Um, reach out, drop me a line. You know, we'd be happy to connect. And if anything, we, if me and Caitlin can do anything for you, um, answer any questions, please don't hesitate to, to reach out. We're always here. So I'll yep. let you wrap it up. Cool. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we hope that you enjoyed the first episode. If you um, feel so inclined, we would love it if you subscribe for future episodes. Um, episode two is going to be Anthony's taking the wheel and he's going to kind of interview me and I'll share my story. Um, We have some awesome guests lined up for the future episodes. And if you know anybody or if you personally would like to be interviewed, you know, just give us a shout out. Um, You can. um, Yeah, I think that's all. Yay. First episode over. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good one.